Hey, everybody. Welcome to Survivor and Other Things. Uh, This is Jack Mundy here coming at you with another episode recapping episode three of uh, Survivor Season 38, Edge of Extinction. Uh, I have a very special guest with with me here today. Uh, She has known me my entire life, and that's because she is my mother. Hello, Mom. How are you? Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, thanks for downloading an app and using technology to join me today. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun doing it with me, isn't it? I know. Well, I'm glad that it worked out. And uh, thank you very much to Anchor, which you just heard that uh, that beautiful ad for um, for making this happen. So uh, looking forward to talking with you, Mom, about this episode and about this season as a whole. Um, how's everything going? How's your, how's your week so far, even though it's only Monday? It's only Monday. It was a long Monday because of, you know, the whole daylight savings thing. I know. I know. That's what everybody's talking about at work. It's been the, it's been the talk of the town all, Mm -hmm. all the way up and down. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this. Uh, want to, uh, let everybody know about your qualifications to be talking about survivor, um, (laughs) as a, as a lifelong fan. Um, so when did, when did you start watching Survivor? When did you, when did you discover the show and, and start watching it? I think I began watching it in season two or season three. Oh yeah. And the reason why was because whenever I would go down to Florida to see the family, they were all talking about this show Mm. and how they got to vote people off and how they would like to vote people out of the family for things that were done. (laughs) Oh God. Um, so it sounded kind of interesting and, and fun. So um, that's how I actually started to watch the show. All right. So you weren't part of the 60 billion people that watched the finale of season one when it first aired. No, um, I think I was a little busy with two kids at that particular moment. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We were little shits. So yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I get that. I get that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So season two, season three, so picked up like Australia, Africa-ish time. So over the course of all of these years of watch, have you, have you missed any seasons? Like, do you do you remember if you've, or have you just been going straight through, has, haven't missed a season? I think for the most part, I've caught almost all of them. There may have been a couple episodes here or there, but I don't think I've missed an entire season. Maybe, yeah. You know, a show here or there, but that's sure. it. Sure. Yeah, I believe that. That that makes sense because even when we started watching it, when we were, I don't know. I think I remember picking it up in like season fifteen. Maybe was probably the earliest I remember. Mm-hmm. And like we didn't miss a season from there on out. Like it was always recorded, whatever it might have been. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So why why did you find it interesting? I know you said that you know aunts and uncles down in Florida got you into it, but what was so attractive to you that you kept watching it? The competition. I love yeah. competition. Yeah. Well, I guess that and, makes sense, putting your sons in all of the possible sports that we could have been in. Well, you both did <laughs> three sports year-round, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, now, now, unfortunately, we're in a drought and we don't have too much going on, but... Yeah, yeah I guess going from two three-sport athlete children to one one-sport athlete child is, uh, <laughs> you, yeah. you, you miss a lot of the, uh, I guess, the, the weekends stay busy, but they don't get as busy right. as they used to be that's right. yeah not, not nearly as much running as around as we used to do yeah that's fair yeah no that that makes sense that's that's the majority of of the show so that that totally yeah. makes sense uh that's... and who are some of your i guess favorite players 
Oh, my favorite players. I actually had to look that up a little bit tonight. And as soon as I, <laughs> Did but as research. soon as I saw the faces, well, you know, my, my memory's a little weak <laughs> from time to time. But, um, I mean, obviously, Boston Rob has to be right up there on mm. top. And then there's uh, Malcolm and Cochran. Mm. And I have to tell you, David is becoming more and more of a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah? David Wright from this season? Yeah, yeah. I am excited I'm, to hear I'm about that. Liking, I'm liking his, well, I'm liking the whole character change from how he was in the very beginning, uh, you know, a little turtle. And <laughs> could have called, called him something else. But he was like a little turtle. He was scared of his own shadow. And now it's like, I sit there in amazement watching him as he's, you know, being a little devious. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I love David. He's he's definitely my favorite of, of this season, uh, at least out of the four returnees that came back for me. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that you that you liked him so much. I knew that you liked Malcolm, and, and I knew that you liked Boston Rob. But uh, yeah, I didn't and, know and about... Joe Joe was a favorite. But you know, he's got to get rid of that man bun thing. It's bugging me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I know you've always you've always been a stickler for hair. But yeah, um, yeah. No, that's 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 good to know. I didn't know that you were such a David Wright fan. We will get into that. Uh, a little bit later. So, so that's awesome. Um, and I guess lastly, who do you think knows more about survivor me or Andrew? <laughs> you don't uh, need to answer that question. You complete the fifth. No, no, I, I, I do think, you know, more, but he is well-versed on it. You know, he does a lot of the binge watching and he retains a whole lot more than I do. Yeah. And that's a, he binges like, I mean, there's something to be said for the way that he watches survivor of, sitting down in one fell swoop and watching 12 episodes and yeah. in a row, like over the course of two or three days, like that's impressive. It's and like watching a good movie. It is. It really like is. Commercials. And, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I haven't done that since I was in college, but yeah, that's, <laughs> he probably soaks up so much more than, yeah. than I ever could. Cause it's literally just like, Oh, I'm, I'm watching two movies or just one long, like mini series that was released on Netflix or whatever it might have been. Right, but, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But wow, I'm surprised you didn't plead the fifth to that one. But but it was political enough. Yes. And I'm sure that <laughs> he'll disagree with my response. So. I mean, he'll be listening to this in, uh, again, t- 10 weeks when the season finishes. Right. <laughs> and then he'll binge all my podcasts <laughs> <laughs> to prepare for the, fin- the, the finale episode that we'll do. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Go, moving to from Survivor as a whole to Edge of Extinction to this season, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts so far? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Like compared to I know coming off of David versus Goliath, which was great. Yeah, it, I feel like it was going to be hard to follow anyway. But what do you what do you think so far of of this season? I'm intrigued. Yeah, you know I I do like I I do like that you know at least there was one new that I remember correctly, one new um, challenge that they had recently on there. Mm. But I'm intrigued with this whole, uh, you get voted off and then you're going and taking the boat over to another island thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. Yeah. You know, at first I thought it was going to be like. Um, uh, like Redemption Island. Was no, nah, it was Redemption Island where you had the yeah, you had the challenges and, and stuff. Yeah, where you had to come back and and it was like you were in arena. Yep. Yeah, I I I thought that's how it was going to be, but now you got three people over, over in this island, and uh, 
my thinking is, and I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here with you, no. is that, um, you know, they're supposed to be uh, dropping their buffs and going into three groups next week. Yep. Or this week, I should say. So is that when they're going to reintroduce the three players? So the theory that we've, that has like been circulated is that there's going to be two challenges to get back. So nobody knows about this, you know, like like we've seen, like they weren't told about it um, at the top of the season and it doesn't seem like anybody's figured it out yet. So um, apparently at the merge, there's going to be a challenge where, you know, depending on how many people are left on extinction Island, the one person can come back into the game. So one person will come back at the merge. One person will come back at like final six or final five or something like that. So they're going to have it throughout the entire game, Mm. which is weird. And it's not like redemption Island where redemption Island, you were seeing a challenge happen every three days and somebody was getting eliminated every three days. Right. Um, Whereas this is just kind of like an indefinite period of time, but yeah. 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 So, so it's like a combination of uh, like, a permanent exile island and redemption island but yeah. without all of the challenges so yeah that's yeah you you were on the on the right right path there yeah yeah so it'll be interesting i mean everybody thinks that it's like a season that's very much designed around joe of you know even if joe does get voted out the likelihood of him winning a challenge to come back into the game is probably really high right and he can also survive for himself like out yeah. on that island so right. Right. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But yeah, so so you're kind of like so so on the season so far, like intrigued because of the prospect of what could happen with the twist. But right. so far is just kind of like, yeah, right. Well, no, I mean, it's interesting. I, I liked some of the personalities. Yeah. Um, You know, and it didn't start out slow. It started out, you know, fairly quickly. True. Um, But yeah, I, I think once uh, once this week's episode comes out it'll it'll spice it up a little bit just to to throw a little curveball in there see what's going on yeah and i think that this the swap always brings like a little bit of new i guess excitement to things yeah. so yeah hopefully so i mean i i really would love to see like if people are actually thinking about what this this twist is like we got one glimpse of joe saying like edge of extinction what do you think that means and that's right. that's it for the past three episodes like we haven't heard anything else right so, nobody else. right it'll be a good surprise it'll be a good tv moment i think but mm-hmm. you know yeah we'll see we'll see what plays out but yeah. yeah and i know you already touched on this a little bit but david wright he's he's your favorite of the returning players coming coming out of the season now yeah he seems to yeah i i really like him i really like the way he's playing right now yeah. Yeah, I agree. David's... I don't think he's going to last, but I think he's I think he's he's playing although at uh, the last tribal council he said I think a little too much, but Yeah, know, I think that out that, there a little bit. Yeah, that kind of seemed to me like it was he was trying like I, the way that he plays is almost like I will create chaos that I know that I can control. Right. Um and that seemed like he was trying to create chaos. Mm-hmm. And it seemed a little forced to me. Yeah. Like he was tr- he was trying to like make Kelly feel uncomfortable, which maybe right. wasn't the best play there. It should, but... it should, he should have held back on that a little bit, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. But I, I love the way David's playing. I love, like I said I'm in the last podcast, I love his alliance with Devin's. I think it's hilarious. It's literally mm. like a buddy cop. Right. And it is so funny. 
um, especially when they were like going to talk to Wendy about the Flint and David was like, all right, are you going to be good cop or am I going to be bad cop? Or am yeah. I going to be good cop? I was like, yeah. this is great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I really love David. I loved him in the first season that he was in, in Millennials Gen X. But, um, you know, I think Kelly is not having a very good showing so far. No. What do you, what do you, how do you think Kelly is, is, is uh, uh, showing? Not, I was not, I was never a big fan of Kelly. And really? I'm not a big fan of Aubrey either. So, oh, okay. you know, yeah. I, those two don't, uh, I, I, I don't know. The, un- the underdog mentality you're not you're not feeling the underdog thing yeah no, and usually i do i go with the but you know aubrey turns on the tears and i can't stand it sure and um yeah no i i don't know kelly just i don't know there's just something about the way she's playing this this season and i'm not thrilled with it yeah it's like she's really leaning into that underdog thing yeah um and she's I mean, she's been voted for three straight tribal councils and, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, I, I still am under the, I'm of the opinion that Kelly has never controlled a vote in the three times that she's played Survivor. And what? as much as she's been on the right side of the vote, all three tribal councils, she's never been the one that's been in control of it. So right. I don't really know how much like agency you could say that she's been having, but yeah, I agree. Like Kelly's not, not my favorite. She's not having that great of a, of a showing so far, but, um, but I do love David and I think yeah. he's playing pretty well, but yeah. What about, what about, okay. So you said Aubrey because she turns on the tears, not your favorite, but her finding that idol this week, I thought that, that was a cool moment. I like, thought that was, yeah. I mean, she's pretty much done everything now except win. Yeah. Kudos to her for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a, that's a feat that not many people have done where they can say like, you know, they've made it to a final three. They've found idols, won immunities, blindsided people, all this jazz. Right. So, yeah, I, th- I thought that was cool. And she definitely needs it. Yes. She's going to need that idol for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, because her and Joe are both. Oh, they're yeah. They're on the, on the outs. They're on the, yeah. They're on, yeah. They're on the outs. And uh, yeah. they'll be looking to get rid of them quickly. Yeah. Speaking of Joe, yeah. what did you think of that <laughs> moment? in the last episode where Victoria and Ron are talking and the camera just pans and bam, there's Joe. Yeah. Like how did they not know the guy was sneaking (laughs) up behind him? I mean, (laughs) that was awesome. Like I literally, I rewinded the episode because I was like, that is great editing no matter what. Like the second they say Joe's name, bam, camera pans. Like he's picking up clams. Oh, that was (laughs) so funny. It was so cringeworthy too, where I was like, "Oh, imagine being Victoria in that situation and having to like, yeah, try and think on your feet." And even Joe like didn't handle it very good. Oh, so funny. No, but you know, I mean, he knew that he. I mean, he had them dead to rights, but you know, he also knew where he stood with them. It was just now it's out in the open. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this swap because I'm sure that he'll probably get targeted soon like going into a merge people are going to realize like we don't need him but yeah 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 we'll see so what did you think of um the manu tribe voting out chris this episode did you think it was a good move or would you have rather seen kelly go um i think chris makes it more interesting because of the exile part of it yeah um and and he's going to come back, I think, a little vindictive, especially, you know, I mean, he's he's had uh, what is his name? Bulldog. He had war dog, uh, <laughs> war dog, bulldog, war dog, you know.
he um he had his back and he was more concerned with, uh, you know, saving face and being honest with the guy. And then he goes and, and he gets blindsided. So yeah, I think it, it's more interesting that they voted him off. And, you know, like I said, Wentworth to me, she's, she's just nothing right. They could keep her, you know, final six yeah. and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that she'll be on the bottom yeah. for, for quite some time. But yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that the Chris blindside was like, fairly unceremonious like this big strong guy right who's like been killing all of the challenges yeah seemed to have like good social relationships yeah goes out in, in you know third voted out yeah. like simply because he made the mistake of, of telling one person one thing yeah and i'd so like to see him come back crazy. and go further in the game now just because that happened oh and imagine if like kelly or if war dog or if any of them get to extinction island and chris is like david told me to vote for you i was not targeting you yeah and then they come back even like david is gonna get is gonna get screwed by this yep. more than anybody really that's right because i never even thought about that all these people yeah 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 did you think that it was more strategy for david to like tell chris and then say hey don't tell war dog because if so then chris is the messenger or do you think that it was literally just him being like, don't tell War Dog, like, we don't need him? Yeah, no, I don't think it, there was any strategy behind that. Really? I, yeah, I don't think he thought that far ahead. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, knowing that they were going to be going to Exile Island or whatever it is, I think mm-hmm. that would have played. But I don't think he, no, I think he just wanted to keep it between the four of them and that was it. And Yeah, and yeah, ended I ended up turning, turning the table. And they had the numbers too. If if Chris kept it quiet, I'm sure that they probably would have been fine because right. as much as Kelly is paranoid pretty consistently at this point, like I I wonder if it would have, you know, if it would have if it would have happened. But yeah, I don't know. I think that it was a it was a strange blind side because it wasn't like a shocked face, like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. It was more of like a yeah, okay, we saw that. Yeah. in the episode like and he screwed himself and that yeah. sucks yeah so yeah. yeah it was interesting but um yeah so i guess out of your out of all of the new players i guess to close us out on this episode out of all of the new players of this season who is your favorite and why um who's the uh who's the uh the, the news anchor guy is that uh yeah, Rick Devins. That's, yeah, him. I like him a lot. He's, yeah, he's, he's just a regular guy. He just seems like a regular, a regular Joe. Yeah, I just, um, I, I don't know. I just like him. It, it, yeah, I mean, and he's hilarious too. Yeah. which which doesn't doesn't hurt. Yeah, you know. So out, out but, of my new players, he's the uh, he's my favorite so far. Everyone else yeah. seems to. They're not that colorful. They're not. They, or you know, Wendy. Oh my God, I can't wait to get rid of her. <laughs> yeah i can understand that i'm pretty i'm pretty good with the wendy story wrapping up yeah um you know it's it's interesting when you have somebody who's like a big personality but when it's somebody who's a big personality and plays incredibly erratically with yes. absolutely no strategy in mind like it and i it think can that's get why a little bit wearing yeah yeah probably because there's just it, it seems like there's no there's there's no i guess um you know content behind what she's doing there's no right uh, it's all fluff like there's there's nothing um 
I can't even think of the word, but yeah, there's nothing there. There's like, no substance, what she's doing. Jeff. No substance. That's yeah. why you're here. And Rick and David just happen to make a great team, you know? Oh, yeah. And I yeah, think absolutely. if they get split up into different tribes again, they will they might stick it out. But uh, I think yeah. they make a good team. I'd like to see those two in the end. I'd like to see how it goes down. That would be fun. I absolutely agree. That yeah. would be like the duo of the season. Yeah. But. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the 20 minutes and coming and chatting about the season and about Survivor as a whole. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was fun. I hope that you had fun. I did have fun. I was quite nervous in the beginning, but you know, I know you came into your own though. You're uh, <laughs> you came into your own. You're on my list for uh for speed dial podcast guests. Uh, one last minute. Okay. <laughs> Good to as, know. <laughs> as, as my speed dial in general, but <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you mom for for joining today and um do you have anything that you want to say to to the listeners yes i would like to tell the listeners that on thursday you will be celebrating your birthday oh you didn't need to do that (laughs) yes on thursday i'll be celebrating my 24th birthday and we'll be celebrating by watching survivor on the dvr that's right and eating pizza with my girlfriend and potentially my roommate's and then Elena will be joining me on the podcast next week. Oh, can't wait to hear that. Yes, we're going to recap how my birthday went, which is <laughs> for the past two, two years has been let's watch Survivor and eat pizza. Yeah, well. <laughs> so can't really complain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, thank you, Mom. And uh, to everybody listening, stay tuned. I'm going to be taking a couple of questions from some listeners coming right up. Okay. All right. See you soon. All right. Back here with everybody's questions coming in from the listeners of Survivor and other things. Thank you very much for taking the time to uh, listen to me chat with my mom. Really means a lot that she uh, sat down with me. It's always great to get the family involved uh, with with the podcast um, because they are uh, they're the most important people. So, uh, you know, go back, listen to my brother on my David versus Goliath uh, finale podcast. And you had my mom here um, and take a or get or be ready for uh, my next podcast next week. Uh, my girlfriend, Elena, will be joining me. She is a survivor convert as well. Uh, this is similar to Brian from last week. So i uh, going to get an interesting perspective from her on what it's like to uh, date me. It's probably horrible. So here to take some questions from the listeners, of course, we have our first question coming from my favorite comedic relief, uh, my friend Christian. Christian says, if any member of Destiny's Child goes on Survivor, would they automatically win? And I think, I think we have to break it down by, by members of Destiny's Child because I guess, like, I don't know, some of them, Beyonce was too much of a leader. So like she's uh, she's gonna get targeted really quickly, um for for you know being the front one, being the front woman, being the one always right in the middle, not really you know not not really able to take a step back you know and 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 sink it all in. Um, I don't know Michelle Williams she just kind of faded into a little bit of obscurity. Um, I think that you know maybe maybe she would go pretty far because people wouldn't see her as a threat. 
um, but you know maybe get cut just as, as like a pawn or something like that. Uh, though the one that I I think Kelly Rowland would have the best shot at winning because you know she knows when it's her time to shine. She picks her spots on when to come out of when to come out of the uh, you know of of the ether of of fame. And, uh, you know, she, she'll come out and do a feature or pop a couple songs out periodically. But, you know, she had her, had her time with Destiny's Child and has been able to kind of ride the wave to her comfortability. And that's what you got to do in the game of Survivor. So I think that there's my answer. I think Kelly Rowland would win. Um, I don't think they would automatically win. But she's definitely got the best chance out of, out of those three. So, um, so that's what I got on the Destiny's Child question. Next question coming in from my friend Colleen. Colleen says, uh, what is your favorite Survivor intro and can you vocalize it for us with your voice, with your mouth? Um, so my favorite Survivor intro, I don't I don't really know. I did, had to do a little bit of research on this one. Um, they're also similar. Like there's a very distinct change um you know kind of kind of right in in like the te- the, the late teen seasons where they start going from the one action shot and a still picture of of the person uh with the 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 ancient voices in the background that's the name of the 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 song um to more fluid motion shots of the cast and they're not there's no more still pictures and all that stuff so um i really like the kagayan intro i think it's great um you know you get the the views of the Braun tribe on the truck and the brain tribe and the, and the helicopter and the beauty tribe on the boat. And it's all just kind of fitting based on their, um, you know, based on the characteristics that they've been split by. And I just, you know, everybody loves that cast and everybody loves that season for the most part. I don't mean to generalize, but I think it's pretty fair to say. Um, and yeah, I think that that's a really good intro because of the way that they had split the, the, the entrances for each tribe. Um, but, I, I, th- I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna lay off on vocalizing uh you know the 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 ancient voices I I don't need any I don't need anybody taking a clip of that and putting it somewhere and saying look at this dumb podcaster he's culturally appropriating and making fun of you know native people and yeah I don't I don't I don't need any I don't need that in my life so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna hold off on on the shouting of the the, the chanting and all of that jazz. But I but I appreciate I appreciate the love for the ancient voices theme song coming from uh, coming from Colleen and uh, hope that this is a sufficient answer to her question. But um, that is that's all that we had for today. That's uh, those are the only questions that we had uh, coming in from folks. So looking forward to getting everybody's opinions on this episode. I kept it nice and quick and short and concise for you guys for your um for for your commutes that will be 30 minutes or less so uh give me a shout hit me up on instagram uh send me a voice message um use whatever form of social media or uh mail uh if if you if you really need to um, get in touch with me. Let me know if you want to be involved in the podcast. I uh, would love to get people's thoughts on new segments. If they want to be guests, um, you know, how they think I can go about making this the most, uh, the most entertaining experience possible for, uh, the listeners. So give me a shout. Um, otherwise enjoy this survivor episode. I know that I will with my pizza and my lady and my survivor, and that's all that I need in my life. So, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great rest of your week. Bye.